hey, let's do this fucking shit. Welcome to another episode of Sitting Ringside. This is episode number 52. I am your host, Robert Villa. And as always, my co-host, we have Arlo Jumper and David Rodriguez. And the baddest producer in the world, we have Rudy Lara. What's cracking, guys? What's up, brother? What up, bro? Chilling, man. Chilling, chilling. Well, guys, we have an awesome show tonight. Uh, We're going to recap UFC on ESPN 12. Uh, We have some... uh, Interesting off-topic uh, uh, subjects, I guess we can say, that we're going to be talking about. We got some boxing, um, some call-outs from a, a certain person that was on the fight card of uh, UFC on ESPN 12, um, which is pretty interesting that who he's calling out. And uh, some other, uh, you know, other news that we're going to be talking about. Uh, real quick, uh, shout-out to Fight TV. Um, we're on their platform. Shout out to Pandora. We are officially live on Pandora. So you'll be able to catch all our episodes, uh, our past episodes on there. Just uh, do a search, Sitting Ringside, and you'll be able to find us on there. You'll uh, be able to listen to every episode on all our uh, podcast platforms um, within a day or two. So uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's pretty badass. <laughs> What's that for, Rudy? <laughs> I don't know. I just felt like playing the Illuminati song. It's uh, okay. It's a fan favorite. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's... Need to, the pyramids better be up on each side too. <laughs> that, that's like yeah, the funny so... shit that we do, bro. It's fun. <laughs> um, if we can have everybody that's watching or listening, please subscribe to our channel on Pandora. Listen to our shows. Show your support. Um, this is just another step for us to be able to do this uh, um, full time. Um, that's our goal for possibly next year. Uh, we're going to push it. I mean, we've been working really hard on this show and uh, just 52 shows in and we're already on iHeart, Pandora, Fight and all the other streams uh, platforms that we're on. So um, thank you so much for everybody's support. <laughs> <laughs> It's just random silliness. Just some random shit that Rudy puts on. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> it works. That's all good. It works. It works. Well, guys, UFC on ESPN 12. Everybody was bashing on this card, but damn, did it uh, it produce some good fights, man. It delivered, bro. I don't know who was it bashing did. it. Whoever was is an idiot. Right? Yeah. yeah, it was a good card. It was a good event um, from the prelims all the way to the main event, which um, the main event could possibly the, be the fight of the year. Absolutely. Serious that contender. That fight was fucking hell yes. Serious Bro, contender. That's like after I saw that fight right there, man. As soon as I, I finished watching that fight, 
I was like, man, this definitely is fight of the year. Um, and then people started reminding of the other fights that happened this year, and I was like, oh, that oh, was absolutely. this year. It's, it's like the it's JJ candidate. fight. It's a candidate for fight of the year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We've seen some yeah, great wars already, bro. Absolutely. It, yeah. it, it's been a good year. It's been a good year for fights, even though we had that little, uh, you know, time off during the through the pandemic, through this pandemic. But you know, yeah, they've they've definitely lived up to the uh, the fights have definitely stepped up. You know, yeah, for the have. moment. Yes, yeah, so yep. I'm still blaming it on the small cage. <clears throat> Yeah. <laughs> I, hey, think that, a, I think so too, man. But you're, hey, it's you're about never to get the, the UFC uh, Fight Island is about to get ramped up a little bit more, Arlo. We're going to see if that prediction falls through with the, the disappointing title fight. Yeah. It's going to fall through. Watch, <laughs> Watch it. Yeah. Everyone's going to be like, damn, <laughs> they all went to decision. No, <laughs> when, when the big cage comes out, you're gonna notice the quality kind of. Eh, it's not as action packed because now I can back up more, I can move more. Uh, hey, but, but they just uh, uh, the month of August they just announced and approved the uh, UFC Apex for four shows, I believe, or five shows. That's what's up. And then I love and the also- small cage, dude. It's it's been delivering some fucking high quality, high uh, intensity. You know, fights. I love it. I love it. I hope, like oh. I said, I wish they would never go back to the big cage. What do you guys think overall? Uh, a letter grade rating of this card, though, because like Rudy was saying and Rob said, it was kind of hated on and like low key, it was bad as fuck. Like the top end of the card was two decisions, which you know, Mike Perry, Wiki Gall, we didn't kind of see that going to a decision. Got somebody no. to get finished there, but that would have left two finishes. Or two decisions, I'm sorry. The main event being fight of the year candidate. And I think early in the night, the the very first fight of the night, the Yusef Zalal fight where he was very dominant. So, But also on, on top of that, too, like early in the card on the prelims, there was a major upset with uh, Kay Hansen. Yeah, who, man. Uh, upset Jen Hu Frey. I mean, they, they kind of had the fight fight booked like a week. And like, it was only a week notice. I mean, a lot of these fights, they've been kind of, there's last minute replacements and uh, these two making their debut. But that was very unexpected. Um, if you bet some money on Kay Hansen, that night you probably are counting some stacks right now because yeah that was impressive because she's like 20 years old and she took out the invicta strawweight champion bro and before before that uh roberto's boy yusuf zalal he put away jordan griffin that was a a pretty tough fight bro jordan griffin was he was getting the better of him i i think in in the beginning rounds and then he just started fading and zalal just turned it up bro that dude's uh someone to look out for Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I agree. Because yeah, exactly. I mean, we we mentioned it—the LFA feeder system. I mean, every most of the guys have been coming from LFA have been really making a big impact right off the bat. They fight somebody a big name, and nowadays, like it's the LFA, they're calling upon these guys two weeks notice, mm-hmm. three weeks notice. So you're really seeing who's ready to go, who's well trained. And damn, Yusef Salah was very impressive in that division. Uh, he's a guy that kind of keeps that division going because we're gonna see the title on the line here soon with Davis and Figueredo and the uh, uh, Joseph Benavides, so he's a possible low-key contender, even as young as he is. I mean, that division's super slim, so. Facts. Facts. I agree. And, you know, you know, LFA's got two uh, two guys right over here by my hometown out of Tulsa fighting for him. They got Matt Dixon and uh, uh, Jimmy Flick. Jimmy I'm gonna Flick. And which, with, uh, Rick. With, now that you mentioned uh, Jimmy, we're, hopefully we can get him on the show in a couple uh, weeks. 
Dude, I guarantee we can have him on whenever. I just got to message him. Whenever you want okay. to put him on here, just let me know, and I'll, I'll we'll set that up. 20 minutes. <laughs> well, I, I bet we could. Hey, I bet we could. If he ain't training and he got his Facebook on, I bet I could send him a message through Messenger, and he'd be on 20. Because <laughs> I, I, I know one of his buddies really well, Micah Stockton, who's kind of like one of his sponsors. And Mike has been trying to get me to get him on here for a while. It's just that we every time you know we have guests booked in advance, and so I was just like, man, we we're kind of on a little bit of downtime right now. And I was like, shit, let me see if we can get him on here. Like I said, I guarantee he'd be on at twenty. Yeah. Hey, it'd be nice. Yeah. It'd, be, it'd be cool to get him on, but you know, if not next week, I ain't got nobody yeah. scheduled on the calendar. So okay, yeah, we can put him on next week. Uh, okay. Did you guys see uh, that? Uh, did, did you guys happen to catch the heavyweight bout, um, Lins versus Bozier? Yeah, no. that's a that's a good one right there. That's, that was that's a man, friend of fight book MMA right there. Bozier called his shot. I mean, he's kind of a he. he want, it ended up playing out perfect for him. We'll get to the Maurice Green fight, but he mentioned the Maurice Green uh, matchup that they were previously matched up, and it didn't happen. And he's like, if Maurice Green comes out here later tonight and gets the win, in the weirdest way possible, Maurice Green got the win. We'll get to that. But uh, Bozer threw some bombs, man. I mean, he destroyed that uh, Philip Linz. I mean, he was impressive in there. How about that mullet? Shot. Oh, my oh, God, a, that mullet, dude. <laughs> that's a supreme mullet. I don't even know what you call it, but that's, that thing is, is the vicious. Power <laughs> and, and speaking of mullet, um, I did message Tanner after his fight, and he agreed to come on to the show uh, here in a couple weeks, too. So uh, we'll have Jimmy Flick and uh, Bozer on the show here soon. Thank you. Um, yeah. But also, though, Rob, you said there's not a guest next week, but that's incorrect because the next fight we're going to talk about, he will be our guest next week. Uh, comma, the Death Star worthy. The oh, Death Star! Right. The that's Death right. Star! Yes. I mean, going into this fight, I mean, we, we kind of felt that uh, Luis Pena would try to take the fight to the mat and try to hold him down. He was capable of doing that early. Uh, Kama started to stuff them takedowns, and, and then that sequence where he stopped him, I mean, he just snatched it up, and it was later in the fight where, I mean, he just had to be so powerful to pull that sucker off because Luis Pena is just a beast and doesn't mm. really have much of a neck to choke out to, so nasty finish and uh, unexpected because I thought uh, maybe Worthy would have got him out of there. Pena's a tough cat. I think that's the only time he's ever been finished. But uh, we'll we'll chat more with uh, Kama Worthy next week. Mm. I think he was he was on a show on Fight TV, I believe, last night. That's the reason he wasn't on this week. But uh, next week we'll chat more about uh, the, the breakdown with Pena and his next move, possible matchups here. Or maybe I'll throw a name out there. And his interview right on. on our show will be better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> but in the third round, though. Two two fifty three in the third round. Kama Worthy submitting Luis Pena. Nobody's seen that coming. Hell nope, I did. no! I didn't see that coming. No. Nope. And how would you guys have the fight scored though? Leading into that third round, would you guys have it? Rudy, do you have Worthy? Is it one one one? You had Worthy too, or yeah, I had, I had it, it one one. I had it one one, man. I, one one. Yeah, the third the third round was going to be the one that was going to make that decision to see who was going to take that fight. But if it if it um, played out the same way as the first two rounds, then it would have probably been a good split decision went to either one. Absolutely. Yeah. See, yeah, I, had, but I had I had one and one. I had it one and one, but I had it I had it going even throughout that third. I had, close. It, I had it, it, it if it would have finished, I had it going to a draw. Yeah, it, it was pretty even, man. I mean, the strikes. Yeah. Uh, Kama just outstruck Luis Pena and uh, 
Luis Pena got three takedowns. So it was yep. a dead even match, bro. If, I don't know. We could have. It would have been very, very weird to go to decision. I'm glad Kama pulled it off. I yeah, was annoyed with Pena made. from his last performance. I was like, dude, I want to see you lose. Sorry, bro. <laughs> I shouldn't <laughs> say that kind of shit. That's mean. <laughs> yeah, and see, it's that just good. proves the the toughness of Pena was proven because in the first early rounds, I mean, it, it. I mean, the credit, much credit to the conditioning of Kama Worthy. I see his training constantly. He's a friend of mine. He's a friend of Fight Book MMA. Um, that proved to hold well here because I think Pena sorted to fade a little bit. He got caught. But it takes a lot to, I mean, those late submissions, I mean, they're, they, they've been happening a lot too. So it yeah, was unexpected yeah. from Kama. So he, he's seen the, he sees the moment and snatched that shit up fast. And seen how pe quick uh, Pena uh, tapped, proved, I mean, that, that just proved Kama where he's nasty on the ground. You kind of want to never end up in that spot with him. But on the feet, that's where he's, that's his bread and butter. He'll piece you up and knock you out. But first time Pena's ever been finished in his career. Yep. Yeah. 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 That's that's a huge feather in his cap right there, man, for Kama. Absolutely. Huge. Absolutely. Pena is a beast, man. Like you said, he's tall, he's lanky, he can fucking submit you, knock you out. Um, but you know what, man? Um, I don't know. I think the last three fights, including this one, Pena hasn't been the same. Um, I, I don't know if it's because of the pandemic or, or what, or I don't know, but... It just it hasn't he hasn't been the same killer as before. Um, and he's got a great camp too. He's got he, he like, does he has an awesome camp. training partners and then like yep. I kind of really didn't see him. Well, well against uh, Steve Garcia, we know Steve was going to bring the pain. He's known as the mean machine for a reason. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, Pena felt his power and he's like I can't fuck with this. And he <laughs> held Steve down. He was able to hold Steve down. But I mean, had that fight taken place a little bit more on the feet. We've seen whose face was more busted up in the end, and Steve fought off his back for three rounds. But that's why I said leading into Kama Worthy fight, I thought he would uh, go for the takedowns right away. But he stood in there with Worthy in the first round and landed his uh, share of his own and uh, and fought tough. Uh, one of my favorite fights of the night, definitely this fight here. Yep, yep, very good, awesome fight, man. Mm. Um, the next fight, yeah. The next Talk fight, I, I, I'll be honest, I didn't really watch it, so I ain't gonna say too much about it. <laughs> major upset is all you need to know and uh woodson riding the weight yeah big moment i mean that's a i mean julian arosa is like his third time around in the ufc um he got the call in like one week this is another guy who's He's got like a call five days right? wider yeah five days man yeah, and he's he came in there and fought a an undefeated guy, you know, Sean Woodson, and um, mm -hmm. kindly he had to take some shots. I mean, if you watch the fight in its entirety, he had to get in there and get in tight and get, uh, get hit a whole lot just to actually get the game plan going that he did and get a hold of Woodson. Because once he got a hold of him and took him down, it was curtains. But Woodson mm -hmm. was able to be. I mean, he's a what do you call? It? What's his credentials? His whoa, boxing. Whoa, 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 whoa! Did you just say it's curtains? Are you some kind of like cartoon villain? <laughs> I've only heard cartoon villains say, it's curtains for you. <laughs> that was awesome, dude. We got we to trademark that shit. It's curtains. Yeah, right? It was, it was Back-to-back yeah. uh, uh, back uh, third-round submissions, though. That's what's very unique about these two fights, Pena and uh, Worthy. And then this fight here, Woodson was winning the fight. I mean, fucking the strike count was definitely, you know, doubled up, tripled up on his side. But Erosa was just like the fucking Terminator in there, just getting in and finally, you know, snatching up in the third round. Um, he earned his spot back in the UFC, absolutely, with that one. 
Yep. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you on that one. But you know, uh, fighting like that's going to take its toll on him. Oh, yeah. Jeremy Stevens style. No. You know what I mean? Like, like that was a great win for him, and I agree. I agree he was down in the uh, through the whole fight. But like I said, fighting like that, man, eventually that's going to take its toll on you, man. You can't sit there and take that kind of punishment just to execute what you're going to do. You need to have it, figure out how to uh, slow down what he's doing to do what you got to do. You know what I mean? Like, and and that's that's all in his training and on his trainers. You know, just because you can take the punch, don't mean you need to be taking all that abuse. Yeah, well, None me too. And the- yeah, because there's a moment in the fight too. He got dropped. I think it was the second round, and he just popped right back up. He was getting mm-hmm. hit with the jab numerous times. Like the Woodson is very crispy on the feet, and that's been yeah, uh, his. You know what? He, where he where he's been able to dominate. Uh, but mm-hmm. Arosa, last minute opponent, a five day deal. He just went in there and just went balls to the wall and said, "Fuck it, I'm gonna." You know, proven proven toughness. But like you said, Arlo, definitely agreed. Those fighters, I mean, they can have a performance just like that. But the next time around, you know, they're getting knocked out. We've seen it time after time. So. Uh, curious to see who they match him up, uh, mm-hmm. Rosa, with. Who do you think, Rob? I don't know, man. That's Jeremy a, Stevens? It's, it's prob- yeah, why not? Put him in with yeah. Jeremy Stevens. I mean, yeah. look what he was doing with uh, with him. He, if you notice on one, uh, I think it was at the first round or the second round where he was uh, uh, throwing those uh, leg kicks to his knee. And he was switching his stance every time that he was getting kicked. So, I mean, that uh, that shows his conditioning. Too, because yeah, for him to fight, fight uh, coming in, well, five days notice, like you said, yeah, I, I would love to see him fight Jeremy Stevens. <laughs> that would be a fucking badass fight right there. Yeah, I wonder where they are in rankings as far as 45, because we know how deep the 45 Shark Tank is. And, I mean, Jeremy Stevens has fought everybody in that division, champion, mm-hmm. you know, top-level guys. I mean, shit, man. So why the hell not? Julian Arosa, Jeremy Stevens. You heard it here. Sitting ringside. Heard <laughs> <laughs> it here first. Hey, I'm just gonna give y'all the heads up. If I end up losing my Wi-Fi, it'll probably like pause me or disconnect me. I got a storm about to roll through here. Just giving you the heads up. If, if I freeze up or I cut off or something. Okay. But yeah, uh, I, I think the Stevens fight is a perfect fight. I agree. Yeah, I would. I like to see that fight. Yeah, I, I'd be, I, I think that would be a pretty badass fight. Would. Yeah, hell yeah, totally agree on that one. So, uh, what do you guys think of the uh, the next fight, uh, the debut of uh, professional NFL tight end uh, superstar from the Dallas Cowboys, Jason Witten, <laughs> against Takashi Sato, Takashi oh, Ten yeah. Sato. <laughs> Jason Witten got he got pounded, bro. Destroyed the football, bro. He <laughs> got fucking murked. Yeah, murked. Like short the first, notice too. The first punch, right? The oh, first punch. Yeah. yeah was, they they just called upon this cat. Like I really don't. I'm not familiar with him. I think we talked about it last week on the we touched on. He said I don't really know about either guy. We'll see it play out. But uh, yeah, the UFC is usually pretty tough on like their Japanese fighters. But Wit, I didn't know who this guy was. But Sato mm-hmm. obviously went in there with something to prove. And Jason Witten is no longer with the Cowboys. He was getting knocked out in the cage. But it's funny, you know what? Have you ever noticed? <laughs> have you ever watched a cowboy game? If you're a cowboy fan and you watch the Cowboys and you see Jason Witten, as soon as he catches the ball, as soon as someone touches him, he always falls. So it was kind of funny seeing, you know, Jason Witten go in to the UFC and fight Takashi Sato, and the first punch that lands, he falls. 
It was hilarious. You had to be there. <laughs> and they look yeah. like some pretty big boys too for being 170. Because yeah, yeah, they're, they're big guys, got, bro. Yeah. Yeah, them, them dudes were cutting some serious weight the last the fight week. I'm gonna say that. Looks like two old fivers in there. At yeah. least. you know what I mean. Like, oh, I guarantee. Jesus. I guarantee they were 190. They were 190 yeah. come fight night. Yeah, but he's got a good record though. Sato at 16 and three. It's at 170. I don't know. Fucking give him Mike Perry. See what he's got. You know what I mean? Shit. I'll throw some hands, Mike, Mike Perry. Perry. <laughs> nah, best man. Corner. I don't want to see best corner. Bird, in, best corner in, in UFC. <laughs> Oh, we'll, we'll talk about that here in a little bit. We, yeah. Once we get to his fight, uh, that yeah, yeah we'll, we'll <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So, like you said, man, it was a good fight. Uh, Sato just uh, came in and just dropped that bomb and just destroyed uh, Jason Witt. Now, is Jason Witt going to come back and fight? I don't know. I doubt yeah. it. Just, you know, this you is know probably a one and done. <laughs> You're done. <laughs> You're, you don't come out and do that and expect to get another fight. I'm sorry. I I would just shake their hands in the back and be done. Yeah. And just say, I was a USC fighter. Yeah. I only fought once. I got my ass kicked. I it's all good. I wouldn't even say that. I just tell girls I used to fight in the UFC. That's it. Don't look up my fight. That's all I want to do. <laughs> See, but definitely a, a credit to the UFC matchmakers getting this guy in there because I think uh, if Star could have been born and Jason Witten could have had a fucking one-punch knockout of Sato and then the train continues. We've seen it happen, but mm -hmm. it didn't happen last Saturday. But <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> And, but moving to the next, no, moving to the next fight. This was a fight that I told y'all last week that it was my favorite fight on the card. Um, it delivered like a motherfucker. Um, Mike Barry. No, uh, no, no. Brendan Allen, Brendan Allen Kyle versus Dickhouse. Dickhouse. I'm just fucking with you. Everybody, calm yeah. down. Calm down. <laughs> Brendan Allen Rudy versus Dickhouse. Brendan Allen versus yeah. Dickhouse. Oh, am I mispronouncing that? I'm sorry. I, I just got word. I'm mispronouncing it. It's called. He's called Doc House. Doc, Doc House, yeah. Not Doc Dick House. house. No, I don't yeah, know, they're man. They're very I, similar, I, though. Dick the guys, house like, is like the, Both guys were so close to, like, I don't know. There was a, I don't think either was really going out in the finish. It was just so close of a fight. And uh, there were certain moments where Brendan Allen kind of made some mistakes on the ground. He been, being he's a top-level black belt, the cows proved he's tougher than shit in a debut fighting Brandon Allen, but I'm high on Brandon Allen till, till the end. You know what I mean? This guy is going to be a star. Um, I think he's get to huge name and a next opponent. Give him like, what were we saying? Give him a fucking Luke Rockhold or give him somebody yep. huge, you know, make a name out of him. Cause Brandon Allen low key is a killer, man. And this proved it. It was a close fight. I think he took a bro. He has a broken orbital bone, I think from a late elbow in like the third round. So he did take some damage, but you've seen what he did to Dachhouse. He busted him up, and that cut was probably worse than Nate Diaz's cut against Mazda. Mm -hmm. And they didn't stop that shit. You know what I mean? So yeah, that was a. That, that's because that's a repeat cut on Diaz. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's why he walks in the ring and that thing splits open like that. Or he walks through the cage. I mean, he's he just got to hit his head like that yeah. and just open he, it up and let's just start and get wins, it over he, with. He winces too hard and just splits. <laughs> so that, that, that's why it's different on the end. <laughs> even, uh, even Dan Hooker's cut was pretty nasty, but I think mm -hmm. he looked, I've seen an interview recently, like he looked like he recovered pretty well. Like, I don't know, mm -hmm. you know, fucking, he's like the Wolverine too, like Diego Sanchez, but, mm -hmm. but I think, uh, 
But that cut was nasty though on Doc House. They could have fucking stopped it, I swear, because I've seen yeah, worse yeah. cuts. That that was a bad spot. There's a lot of blood in that cage. And mm-hmm. I think the third round, like I mean, he was close to fucking winning the fight still in the third round. So we'll never know if they had never stopped Nate and Miles Vidal, what would have went on. So mm-hmm. we'll leave it at that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm gonna yeah. say it still would have ended the same way. Because Nate, yeah. Nate, Nate wasn't enjoying that fight. I'm gonna, I'm always gonna say that, and I and I like the Diaz. I was I was going for him because I always went against him, and he proved me wrong in that one. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. yeah, and you know when when it comes to those cuts, when it comes to those cuts, there's really three main factors: where it's at, uh, where it's at, how how deep it goes, and how much blood is going into the eye. That's that's the main factor: is the blood going into the eye, because because that's just. Not healthy for the eyeball to have the. You know what I'm talking about, Berto. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the. I can't oh, remember yeah. the actual terminology for it, but that's one of the main factors that the blood keeps going into it because it'll just. I don't know what it does, but it ends up just wrecking that eyeball. You keep letting it flow in there. So yeah, yeah we've had we've yet to see a doctor stop it. Oddly enough, in the small cage, as much action as and the the, the crazy the, the leg kick uh, TKOs. Not one doctor stopped it yet. So I thought maybe mm-hmm. they might get the doctor in there to look at that cut. Because mm-hmm. you go back and watch that fight. It's a nasty cut. And he's on his back. And it's just a pool of blood on his face. And yep. it's, it's fucking bad. So, But, yeah, I think uh, soon enough we're going to see a damn doctor stoppage happen. We're, we're due. We're fucking due. Oh, for absolutely. One yeah. <laughs> it's going to happen on Fight Island. Yeah, it could happen there. <laughs> or it could totally fucking be a snoozer. But... But, uh, it's gonna happen on Fight but, Island. You get the first doctor stoppage in a while, and every every other fight after that's gonna go the distance. All decisions, yeah, straight up. All decision yeah. or doctor stoppages. That's that's what it's gonna be. But the the weirdest fight, the I'm just like this. I like this card overall. I gave it like a B minus. I was asking all you guys to give your uh, uh-huh. your grade. But the next fight, the most odd finish of the night. I don't know if you've seen this fight, Arlo. Heavyweight action, John Vellante, Maurice Green. I don't know what you call that finish. Like, Robert, like, Rudy, do you guys know what that was called? Like, nobody knew what they called it. A, so, I think so when I got it wrong. Yeah, so when I saw it the first time, I was like, okay, this is a reverse um, head arm, arm in uh, head choke. But if you look at how the 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 way he did it, he had him on right. He was on the bottom, and his head was in. It was an his arm was in. His head was in. But if you if you can see that his hand was cranking his neck back as he was choking him. So that's why I called it a uh, you know a reverse hand arm choke neck. neck crank. Reverse uh, Rudy, neck crank. Rudy, cue the music. I'm calling. We don't know what the fuck that was. And I seen two body shots and then a tap. And you will never see that shit again, ever. Because they didn't even know what to call it at the time. Buffer announced it incorrectly. I'm calling it <laughs> I'm calling it the Crochet Boss Crank. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty right. good, right? <laughs> I like that. The crochet or the, or boss just the Crochet Crank. There, there you go. go. I like that a lot. Uh, Maurice Green, where you at? You're listening right now. You better take that. And, you know, we want to see another finish that way. Hell yeah. 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 So that's what well, I, when I looked at my wife, I was like, look, this, this finish is a reverse head arm or uh, arm in choke. I can't even say that shit. <laughs> With a reverse <laughs> neck crank. 
No, a modified choke from the bottom is what it's ruled as on topology. How is that a modified? It's <laughs> like calling a fucking. If you're gonna call that, then just say that it was a guillotine choke. Crochet crank. A modified crochet crank. It needs to be updated yeah. on topology. Yeah, goddamn. You go. Yeah. Yeah. No, but, no, uh, no. but I was going to say, along the lines of him getting the finish, like he was super happy. Uh, his post fight interview, he was crying. Oh my he God, was yes. He, he was happy to be in Albuquerque because, you know, apparently Greg and Wink took him in, uh, mm -hmm. got him prepped for this matchup. And shit, with the way I'm looking at this fight, I mean, if Keith Peterson was in there uh, at the time when he was landing those elbows, Viante, and he dropped him, oh, there was yes. like. There's like 18 elbows that he landed, and yep. Peterson would have fucking called that shit. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, John Vellante did real good, bro, stepping up to heavyweight mm -hmm. and uh, taking on a real big opponent. Um, yeah. And he almost he almost finished him, bro. I, I thought it was a great fight, and it just tripped me out yeah. that Maurice Green was able to pull off that choke. It was awesome, dude. Yeah, it was a badass uh, finish, man. I, I really enjoyed watching that. And I think Keith Peterson should have been the ref there, and uh, Vionte would have got a heavyweight win. No nonsense. <laughs> no. But you know what, man? I'm glad that Maurice won because now he's going to be living here in Albuquerque full time. Um, so that gives me and you the opportunity to be able to head out to Jackson Wink and do some interviews um, and possibly or even get him on the show. Yeah, yeah, and get him on the show. Well, we and know who he's fighting next. Called. Who's he fighting next, Rob? You know who he's fighting next. Bozier, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Yep. <sighs> That'd be dope if we can get both of them on the show. <laughs> I heard that he was going to fight Cain Velasquez, but, you know, what do I know? Come back. <laughs> You're the prophet. You are the prophet. That's what you know. Cain Velasquez. Velasquez is going to be hurt walking down the ramp. He's going to be saying that his back hurts. He's, no, he's going to be hurt fighting in a training camp. Yeah. No, you know who's fighting? The UFC just signed a deal with Venom. Shane Carwin is coming back. To oh, fight my God. Shane with the Carwin. Venom shorts. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> no. Uh, he was now, has that been officially announced that the UFC is going to be signing with Venom or, or not yet? No. Or is that just rumors? Uh, I believe it's... It's accurate. That's what it's going to be. Damn, man. Not, not fake news. We'll, we'll, not, that's another thing. Not fake news because there's a lot of fake shit out there. And Yeah, that's definitely... I don't know. I, I never thought it would be Venom, but I guess that's the route they want to go. I thought Under Armour was probably the lead candidate, but uh, whichever way they can uh, spend less money and have fighters get paid less because that's probably the way they want to fucking do it. It's uh, <laughs> shitty, but... <laughs> That's fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I guess Venom, uh, Venom it is. I yeah, mean, aren't oh, they located yeah. in, in uh, Thailand? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so their gear's getting made at sweatshops. By 12-year-old. So like, by like 10-year-old kids. Yeah, by 10-year-old kids. They're making, uh, they're making the gear. And their prices are going to go up like $20 every article just because it's UFC stamped. Wow, and, and the fighters won't see any of those that twenty dollars. You increase. son yep. of a Zero. bitch! <laughs> mm. Unless uh, John Jones holds out and uh, they start a union, and he's the union president, and then he makes changes for everybody, and it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> if John Jones becomes the union president, 
No, it, off topic right now. But, I, I don't I, know, man. That that sounds kind of weird to, to say that he's going to be a president of a union. John Jones. That he's going to be the president of anything other than uh, the president of fuck-ups. <laughs> I didn't just UFC, say that. I, I, I'm saying if the <laughs> UFC ever did have a union, or if it did like current times, I'd have to say, well, I don't know. Uriah Faber would be the union fucking president. You know what I mean? Somebody close I'd, to I'd like, I'd like to see someone like Randy Couture do it. Yeah. Or Dan Henderson. Yeah. Oh, that'd yeah. be perfect. Or I'd even or even Pat Militich. Yeah. yeah. Any of those three cats. Yep. But it would end up being Connor and then it would be just another <laughs> circus and yep. there'd be shady fucking union deals behind the scenes. So under yeah. under the table shit. Yeah. No. Yeah. We no know how that goes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, but no, on to the co-main event. The, our all of our favorite fight of the oh, night. Oh man, so the the best fight yeah. of the night, man. I mean, come it on. really went to a decision. Like, come on, Mike Perry can't finish <sighs> Mickey Gall. I mean, I picked Mickey Gall because <clears throat> Perry was so out of shape and just fucking out of it that he would just make a huge fucking mistake and just and get tapped out by like a toehold or something weird. But um. Mickey Gall pieced him up in the first round. Perry was walking into strikes. You guys seen that, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Mike Perry. Um, I, I picked him to win mm-hmm. uh, just because I don't really uh, like Mickey Gall. Um, <laughs> yeah. But if – now, Okay. So kind of, I'm kind of con- contradicting myself because I did pick Mike Perry. But <laughs> if you can't finish Mickey Gall yeah, and you're Mike Perry, then you fucking suck. It's a gimme. <laughs> he, he looks so off. Dude, I mean, it was a looked... total gimme. But the best thing of the night, I mean, the, the, uh, of that fight with, between Perry and Gall was Mike Perry's corner. Yeah, best advice so. that you that, can that's exactly what I did and get. Talk about. Best advice. I mean, that corner was on fucking point. God, I the fucking f- hated it. All five words were on point, right? Five you're, words. You are doing great. Go. <laughs> that's four words. <laughs> well, see, that's the thing too, Mike Perry. Like, I, I, I didn't. Well, I didn't. I didn't think he would win the fight, but I love that. Like, he embraced like the shit talking and like fuck y'all. Like in the cage, he's like, "You ain't none of y'all ain't my friends." Fuck you. He walked away, and then when he talked about uh, like his whole tax thing and all, he just started going off the fucking deep end there. But he needs to. Somebody needs to fucking help Mike Perry out with that shit, because yeah, uh, he's a uh, he. He basically went in there for a paycheck. They're like, "Here's Mickey Gall." Uh, he didn't train much. He looked super off. His timing was way off. He should have been able to KO Mickey Gall in the first round. But Here, I didn't have that thing. confidence in him. Root, or, or Here, go for it. Here's the thing. He, 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 he was training. He was training. He wasn't uh, – it was not that he wasn't training because you're not going to go – what was it? It was co-main, so that was – was it five rounds? It was five rounds, wasn't it? Three. 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 Three rounds. You're still not going to go 15 minutes hard in a fight if you're not in shape. He was just underprepared as a fighter because he, he trained himself this time. And when you train yourself, there's no one there pointing out, you're doing this wrong, you're doing this right, you're doing this wrong, you're doing this right. So that's that's where I see him. It's not that he wasn't, wasn't prepared or wasn't 
wasn't in shape. He just wasn't in fucking a fight mentality. He wasn't trained by an actual coach. He coached himself. And, and no matter who you are, no matter how much you know about fighting, you always need a coach because mm-hmm. you don't. And then, and then, like when he's walking into all these punches in round one, he's get he's getting pieced up in round one. That's that's where your coaches should be yelling at you from the side. You all know this. Uh, yes, that's that's yep. where he needed a real legit corner instead of just, oh, my girlfriend's going to do it. And now he just set a trend, I guarantee, Monday morning. Everybody's girlfriend's asking their asking their uh, boyfriend, why ain't I in your corner? Nope. <laughs> but anyways, uh, it's just <laughs> – and then like you said, you're doing great. No, you're not. Look at my face. My nose is shattered again. My nose is – and the thing is, that nose is always going to get broke. He just needs to quit fixing it. Honest to God, unless it's if it's restricting his breathing, uh, restricting some kind of airway to him, mm-hmm. we have a we have a saying in boxing: "Don't fix your nose till, till you're done fighting." Yep. Because as soon as you put it straight, it, it's it's that much quicker to snap again. You know what I'm talking about, Berto. Mm-hmm. And what people don't get, what people don't get about that nose, and I know you're gonna know this one too, Berto. Maybe you too, Rudy, because you're getting that health health stuff too. That it's not actually a bone that breaks. There's only like a nub. Of a of a stick out of the bone, it's your cartilage that actually mm-hmm. snaps, and it's all cartilage. And that it's cartilage, that septum. Is yeah, and it's connected to all those airways, all that stuff up here. And so when it snaps, it's just the cartilage that's that's all damaged. That's why as soon as you touch it again, it just falls right over. As soon as it gets flicked in the nose, so you might as well not fix it unless it's restricting airways. And then the worst corner advice: you're doing great. Look at my face. No, I'm not. So and then I, she didn't I, I, even know how to put the ice bag on him. No, <laughs> Perry had to then, tell him. And put it on my head. Asked, and then she asked, "Yeah, is there anywhere else you want me to put the ice bag?" <laughs> you, <should> just, <laughs> you just do it. Go in. I mean, I was like, "Lord, Lord, this this dude like he's lucky it was golf. If if it was anybody else worth that was any caliber higher, like when he calls out Diaz." After this fight, you think you're going to get away with that with Nate Diaz having that girl in your corner? You wrong, man. You're going to get hurt. You're going to get hurt. If you think your training camp's going to be you and your girlfriend who don't know how to hold any kind of pad, doesn't know how to do anything with you, if, if you think – To be fair, ahead, he, he did mention at the end end uh, of his fight that he, he, wants to, he wants to train in South Florida – uh, possibly with Yoel Romero. Is that what he said? I think that's what he yeah. said. And, um, you know, I, the dude's serious, bro. He's a legit fighter, man. And this camp, like you said, Arlo, he, he did, he did train, he trained himself, but he's mm-hmm. looking, he's looking to better himself. Um, I just think he needed, he needed a little money, man. Get him on, on, on his Absolutely. way. And, you know, yeah, he's that's motivated. What it was, it was, you a, know, it was a great you, win. Well, and here's the other thing. Do you, do you think those people are going to want to take him after this shit show? Eh, why not? Well, he wants Darren Till, and, I mean, in a fight with Darren Till, he better be prepared because I think Till's a massive guy. I mean, he would fucking mm-hmm. make Perry yeah. look small. I mean, at 170, Perry's already got destroyed by, like, Jeff Neal and uh, who else? Vicente Luque, who's another fucking hard-hitting dude. That, mm-hmm. that, that's the guy destroyed his nose. But uh, Cowboys tapped him out. Uh, Mike Perry's been somewhat exposed, you know what I mean, on different levels. But uh, a motivated, uh, trained, like with you, Al Romero, Perry, going against Till, that's a good fight. Going against Nate, 
I don't like that. I think it's going to lead to no. some type of scuffle in the yeah. back room of some arena in the future because mm-hmm. he's definitely not getting that fight. Nate's fighting Conor McGregor. You know what I mean? So that's the way it's going to be. Unless Nick yep. decides to come back. Maybe Nick could come back and slap him around and teach him a lesson for talking shit. Mm-hmm. But I'd love to see that. I mean, <laughs> and, you, and you know, both those Diaz boys got hands. <laughs> They're gonna bust oh, that hell nose yeah. up. They're gonna bust that. They're gonna bust that nose up quick. That's the first thing they're going after. That's the first thing they're gonna go after. I mean, like I yeah. like I said, uh, uh, unless it's seriously restricting airways, he needs to quit getting that damn thing fixed. I mean, who who do you think his next fight is? I, I say it's Carlos Condit for Mike Perry. Yeah, Mike Perry, Carlos Condit. Carlos was supposed to fight Mickey Gall. They were really going to give Mickey Gall to Carlos Condit. I thought that was really like a slap in the face to Carlos, but Carlos has been on the slide. But Mike Perry and Carlos? Definitely. I think that that would be a good fight, yeah? Yeah, It would be an interesting fight. Because any of the other guys, I mean, Perry's like ranked number 24. Like he's on the Mm -hmm. major outside looking in, and most of the guys in front of him are like the Jeff Neals, the Lukes, uh, Nico Price. Those are all hard hitters, and I think Nico Price has already beat him, right? I don't know. Um, he hasn't fought Nico Price. Give him Nico Price. That dude fucking took a beating in his last fight. Hopefully he's recovered well. That's a banger right there, too, is Nico and Perry. Yep. That would be a good one, too. But I want to see uh, uh, Carlos Condit. I would, too. The best, the, I think that would be the next best, best move for Perry to, you know, mm-hmm. to come back and fight. So... Yeah, I can totally see that fight. Get a good you name under here first. If he can do it. You heard it here again. Carlos Condit and Mike Perry in the near future. Fight oh, Island. Yeah. Part two. <laughs> Fight Island. No, Apex. Apex and all Apex, book, yeah. Yeah, book it up. Yep. Apex, he's getting his nose broke like in two seconds. Like he's gonna walk in, it's just gonna start bleeding. <laughs> just gonna it's gonna start just leaning to the left as soon as he walks in. It's just <laughs> <laughs> right on main card fellas that was a great fight or not the main card but the main fight main yeah event. that was yeah. yeah the main event man yeah. start to finish all five rounds was just nothing but a fucking war yeah what we like to call a I, banger a banger yeah I think early, too, uh, Poirier kind of, like, threw defense just out the window and was like, cause he hadn't been hit in a while, and he's probably been his training. I mean, he's been out a little while. But mm-hmm. Hooker's had some wars, man. H- Hooker was in there with Felder in a war that he was pretty close to losing. He lost the last two rounds. Um, but like we talked about last week, I think my official prediction was a Hooker in three. At the end of two, he nearly had Dustin Poirier KO'd. If he had about mm-hmm. ten more seconds, a few more knees – Dan Hooker's looking real nice right now, but uh, in the going the distance, I knew Poirier. He's built for five rounds. His style is definitely built there. He's coming off fighting the champion, so he's still hungry. Mm-hmm. He's still at the top. Uh, this fight was amazing. Uh, I thought Hooker had him in that second, but uh, yeah, <laughs> Poirier could have pulled back a little early, and you know he was the fresher guy in the last you know minute or so sequence. But both guys were just fucking just left it all in there, and that was amazing matchup. Great, uh, it was a it was a matchup we were supposed to see at lightweight because you got to go through Dustin Poirier if you want to be the lightweight champion. It's pretty obvious now. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, I thought for sure. I I think if like you said, ten more seconds on the clock, Hooker would have came out there uh, with the win. <clears throat> I mean, it, when you see him hit him right at the belt, you just see him just 
clocked him and he just dropped. And it just, the bell came in and saved his ass. And Poirier, <laughs> man, when you saw him uh, getting up there, he looked a little wobbly. So, but yeah. you, but you know that's that's also on him on Hooker. If I hurt you at the exact time the bell rings, I'm jumping on you as soon as the bell rings for round three. Yes, because you know you know, still like, hurt. Like, yeah, like he because like even though you're sitting there, you're you're still all fucked up, man. The world's still moving. You don't feel right. Your body's just not feeling good at that moment when you get hurt that bad that you just drop straight to the ground when you when you get dropped that hard it's it's a different level of 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 hurt you know what i mean like 10 seconds more he's not finishing that fight so you know what he only had 50 seconds to recover you see what i'm saying Mm -hmm. you don't recover in 50 seconds you don't Mm -hmm. recover in that 50 you come out and you play your best you play your best poker face that oh i can keep going but you're not all there I don't care. I don't care what you what you know what what's going on. You ain't all there, and and so part of that's on Hooker for not jumping on him as soon as that bell you know rung again. Like he, I think he could have came back out and put a little pre- impressed and felt him out more to see how bad he was still wobbling, or should have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he should have too. I think uh, that didn't happen because the round was just so crazy. It was like a round of the year candidate. You know what I mean? There were so many strikes thrown and. Um, Booker probably could have done that, but he knew Poirier was still. I mean, Poirier proved that he's a fucking, he's a nightmare to deal with that 55 coming off the. I, what did he have? Hip hip surgery. Uh, he had two different surgeries where he was like mm-hmm. he couldn't even walk or put any weight on his. Like he he was he took the time to recover, and Absolutely. it's tough to come back and look the way he did against a tough Dan Hooker. Where like I said, he's been in wars. Hooker's uh, style in five rounds though, it, that that was his. Uh, it was his time to get up there to the top of 55. But that just proves how tough it is, man. At 55, toughest division. I love the 45 division, but at 55, Poirier said, I'm still here. I ain't going anywhere. And it's going to be very difficult for Hooker to get back up to that platform. I don't know who they give him next. Uh, he thinks he wants to fight uh, Tony Ferguson, or I don't know who he wants next. But but uh, I think Poirier probably can sit back for a little bit, and they may give him – Paul Felder said he's coming out of retirement to fight either of them or either the winner. So maybe that fight happens. Like – I don't. I don't think it was because of the crazy round before. I think he just gave him too much respect because of who he is. Yeah, yep. yeah you know that, that's always well. my take. Like, like, like if I don't put the pressure on, if I didn't put the pressure on after that dude, it was kind of like, uh, kind of like what uh, what's his name did to Ferguson when he had him hurt. He never put that pressure on until the fifth round. You know what I mean? He gave him too much respect. I always said through the whole fight every time he hurt him. Same concept here. I heard him at the end of the second round. We start off in the third round. I gave him just too much respect and didn't go in there and just go for that kill because I'm like, oh man, he's still he's still who he is. But if you want to be great, you got to go for it. You know what I mean? I'd like to see him run him back, honestly, because I seen. Did y'all see where they were loading up Poirier in the in the ambulance? Yeah, no. they both. Yeah. yeah, they both took yeah, they a hospital. Both yeah. of them up in the ambulance. Yeah. Oh damn! And, and I'm gonna. I'm a, I'm gonna put it this way: the reason I I want to see them run them back, I want to see them run them back as 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 let them heal up, let them let them get all their you know get their wounds healed up, and then let them run them back. Because the way this fight looked to me, and this is what I loved about it, was it gave me that little little bit of a Gotti Ward feel for MMA. Mm. And, and and when you get two guys that bust ass and hurt each other so bad, we both got to go to the ER, and we're probably laying in a in, in an ER room beside each other. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, that's what Hooker said. 
he and, did an interview think today they talked about it he was sitting right next to him and he didn't know and then all of a sudden he's like hey dan is that you or so so they, then yeah. they started chatting about their family uh poirier started exactly. telling him like why did you say you're gonna walk through me or run through me and hooker's like no i kind of I uh, wanted to call my shot in a win. So it was Absolutely. a pretty interesting interview. I think it was submission well, radio, but it ended up being like a Joe Riggs Diaz thing where mm-hmm. they didn't get in a fucking fight in the ER, but you know no. what I mean? Prove, prove no, respect, but, but anybody you fight and you go to the, yeah, you go yeah, to the you, ER, you fight somebody, like you want to run it mm-hmm. back. I, I like to see mm-hmm. it ran back for sure. I, I do too. Like, I, I think <laughs> this could be one of the, one of the coolest trilogies, you know, starting the twenties off for MMA. Like I, I think it'd be great. Like you know, give them, give them, give them, just let them run them back. That's one of the problems I hate about when you have great fights. They don't let them run it back. Because realistically, I mean, it was just that good of a fight. You know, like mm-hmm. I said, how many times? How many times did we get to see them dudes get loaded up? Both dudes get loaded up in an ambulance and then meet at the hospital. I mean, that's that's a great story. Let's keep this going. You know, let them fight each other again. Uh, and like I said, I guarantee you. You're going to see different dogs if they run them back quicker, because true now Hooker Hooker's going to have it in his head. Damn, I should have jumped on him in the third. I guarantee you that's eating him up. I don't know if he. I guarantee he didn't say that in the interview, but in his in, in the in his heart of hearts, he's sitting there saying, "Damn, I hurt this dude in the second bad, and I let him off the hook when this shit started." Mm-hmm. So that's that's why I think they need to run it back because had he. I don't want to say handle business, but had he stepped up his stepped up his intensity and stepped up that intensity from round into two into two uh, the start of three, we may not be talking about it. No, we we, we yeah. might be saying Hooker beat him in the fourth round, early in the we first round, be, fourth round be, by KO or TKO. Yeah, we might be saying what D Rod said. Damn, he ended him in the third or second, whatever D Rod did. <laughs> I mean, we Fifth might have been close. saying that right there. We, yeah, yeah, we might have been saying that, but because because he let him off the hook, now we're going to sit here and we're going to say what if, but Hooker has a bigger what if. Like like, and and, and that's that that sequence of events of the of the punch that knocked him down to the start of the third round to me is what sets up for this for this actual rematch. Because there's a big what if factor still hanging in that, hanging above that fight. Yeah, there needs to be yeah. a new rule. If you go to the ER, you got to run it back. <laughs> yeah. and, and you know, yeah, like I said, Gust- Bones and Gustafson. I was just thinking example. that right now. Yep, there's a picture of them in the hospital. You mm-hmm. see Gustafson on laying on the bed. Jones is right there next to him. Absolutely, that picture. Yeah, absolutely. They should run it back. I really do agree with you all that they should run it back. Um, Let uh, Gaethje and Khabib fight. Have uh, uh, Poirier and Hooker fight again. And the winner of that fight fights for the title. Absolutely. 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 Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Khabib and uh, Gaethje is not a guarantee. So there's probably some alternate scenarios where I don't know who steps in. Connor, more than likely, is right there. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, Gage is the interim champ. Yeah. Might as well give it to Poirier. Yeah, they yeah. could give Poirier that. Because he, he said he wants to fight uh, once before the year's out. But he should actually get a good quick turnaround. I think they should match him up with somebody. I don't know if it's going to be Tony. Too, little, a little too quick for Al Kukui after the damage too, he took. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, he needs to take some time off. 
No, Tony needs to be up till the mid next year. <laughs> they just keep throwing him in the mix of every single seventy pounder or fifty five pounder. It's like, well, Tony's proven that he had you know thirteen fight win streak. Um, something went wrong, obviously, with Gaethje. That was a weird fucking matchup for him. Preparation. He cut weight three different times, and like I don't, Tony's going to be back strong, is what I'm saying. I absolutely think he's going to fight a top dog, um, and he'll be back strong as shit, even at his age. Yep. But uh, Gaethje and Khabib, that fight has to happen. I want to see the titles united. Mm-hmm. Like it has to happen. I, yep. I want to see. Mm-hmm. I want to see Tony take a tune-up mm-hmm. fight before he comes back. Before he comes he, back, back. He needs to because, fight Charles Oliveira. Yeah, he he needs to get a good tune-up in before he before he just comes back and tries to say I'm back. Because man, you take he took a beating and. He's he's always made wars out of fights, anyways. So this beating he took, man. I sometimes sometimes you just don't come back from beatings. Nope. And and, and especially out of all the wars he he's been in, I, I know he had this roller coaster weight cut, and, and that played some factor in. It. I'm not gonna say it was the whole factor. That's that's going to be his justification for everything that happened that night. I, I, you, we already know that's all that, that's that's the fighter in him. That's 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 the that's just the warrior in him. But he needs to realistically, like I said, I I want to see how he looks against just a tune-up fight. Then we'll say because he don't need to just jump right back in there because we don't know what he's going to look like. He always looked great in training camp, but then the real deal happens. Then the live action, the live fire happens, and you're different. And uh, you don't know you're different. That's that's the scary part in this business. You don't know you're different until you get in there. You can train, you can spar, and you're always justifying everything that happens differently in there. Oh, man, I was a little tired today. Oh, this happened today. But he needs to get in there, uh, take take this, definitely take this time to heal. Don't be already training and taking punches. Uh, well, I'm sure he is. I'm sure he is. And, that, and that's is. the bad part. Yeah. And that's the bad yeah. part. You know, like I liked what Dustin did. Dustin had a few injuries, took that fight, took some time off. You know, yeah, let himself heal off. up. Yeah, yeah let him let yeah. himself heal up. That's that's what every fighter really needs to do. And I understand, you know, there's this money issue, there's this issue, but there's also longevity issue. You ain't gonna be And there's this it. issue right here. It's the biggest issue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah the, and that's when I'm kind of scared for Tony because I've noticed, and I haven't even really followed Tony Ferguson. I've only watched realistically his last like three fights. And I noticed like, it looks like he gets hit more and more and more since the last three fights. And and that's the start of that process that people don't get. That's the start of that process of, I see it, but I, I don't have that timing anymore to just barely move my head. It hits. And then I move my hands. You know, like I, I see that little bit coming more and more and more and more. And, it's, and I've only watched him three fights, and, and I've noticed that. So that's that's mm-hmm. the only thing I like about. I, I I love his heart. I love the way he gets in there and, and puts it all on the line. But at the same time, he's got like you said, bro. He's got to think about that longevity of life. That there's a life after fighting. And speaking of that too, I think we're on like Cowboy Cerrone's longest layoff of, of his career, right? He when's he going to get matched up with somebody? Because man, that guy fights. He fought every two weeks. Yeah, for sure. And then <laughs> like, he fought the fight with Connor. Yeah, the Connor controversy. We haven't heard of Donald, you know. So I'm kind of curious what's happening, like who they match him up with. Because I think 
he's probably going to want to get back in there. And, you know, it's Donald Cerrone. He's a fucking legend. So Cerrone, that, Cerrone realized his face couldn't take much more of a beating uh, that he knew to let it heal. Between that nose, the orbital, this, you know what I mean? Like, he started, he probably realized, oh, damn, these are the same injuries over and over and over. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I'm not saying they're going to get any better with, with healing, with time. But at least you give it that that chance that it's going to heal harder, that it's going to at least come back to some some po- some point that you can take a lot of abuse. Because realistically, it that Connor fight wasn't that abusive. No, you know it. it wasn't like it's the damage that he took. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it wasn't it's like a perfect. Was... It's Go a ahead. perfect time right now for Cowboy to be fighting. They could rebook him every week, just like his old yeah. schedule. So, but he, but like I said, he know he knows something. He knows something because he ain't out there. There, there there's something yeah. because last year all we talked about was him fighting every other week and how bad it was damaging on him. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, 2020 hits before even Corona blew up. We ain't heard of him. We, mm-hmm. we ain't heard of him saying, oh, he's going to be in this fight. Oh, he might be in this fight. It's just. He probably heard us. Yeah. He might, <laughs> I hope he did. I hope he did. Because we had great advice for him. He listened to us. Yeah, we had great advice for him. So, yeah, man, I, I don't, I don't, I, I, I just, I think that he knows something we don't. Or he knows something that we said that we've already showed. And that's, that's why we ain't seen him because that, like I said, he's got to look back and like, damn, my face kept breaking the last, what, three fights, nose, mm-hmm. cheek, orbital, everything was just not holding together. And that's, he also, one thing he also knows the, the money side too. Arlo Cowboys, another guy where all these fighters are talking about their contracts and money and all mm-hmm. that Cowboys probably in a situation where maybe he has one fight left or two fights left. Like, yeah, I thought he signed an unlimited contract, you know what I mean? But he may be near the end, and maybe it's not worth it right now. And, I Absolutely. mean, he's fought fucking legend, legend after legend. So okay. I don't know who they give him next. So it's probably some type of situation like that. And I don't Absolutely. even really know what Donald gets paid. I know he gets paid six figures a fight, but he denied getting pay-per-view points from Connor from the Connor fight. So that's yeah. really some ball shit right there to actually come out and say that because – Yep. Yeah, these fighters might be, you know, the Masvidal's Jones saying he's holding out to go to Bellator. I'm sure in the future, like, I don't know how soon it'll be. They're going to they're gonna cut deals, and it's going to be, like, behind-the-door deals. Like, John Jones would fucking take $7 million right now to fight Dominic Reyes or whoever. Like, he's not fighting mm-hmm. a heavyweight, obviously. That heavyweight move, I think, is completely shut down. The Ngannou yeah, yeah. hype thing was... It was there at the moment, but I guess the money wasn't right because Jones probably would have got fucking knocked out and risk and reward, risk yeah, and reward, he like been he destroyed. Yeah, yeah, risk and reward. Like, like I think it would have been entertaining for like a minute oh. and a half. <laughs> yeah, like, like you would you would have noticed the speed oh. difference, and then Ngannou's just got land one. Mm-hmm. He's really said Bellator, though. That's amazing that he's brought Bellator up. Because, like, Bellator, Rob, at the moment, they don't have any shows scheduled, right? They don't. Like, we know, nope. Yeah, because, I mean, he'd be able to make more money there with sponsors or so. And, uh, you know, I mean, John makes a pretty good amount in the UFC. But if they're not willing to give him whatever the 7 to $10 million, maybe Scott Coker gives him that. And he fights fucking Ryan Bader for the heavyweight title or something shit like that. Some Net- weird... Over. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he he takes Bader. He takes Bader. It comes in. It oh, takes easy. Bader. Yeah. Bader. Yeah. Bader's in the corner of his house holding his belts like fuck. 
please don't yeah. sign the contract. Yeah. Please yeah. don't sign the contract. Suck it his thumb with the beer. <laughs> Shit, that I was like the first uh, the first guy on the mantle over the mantle was Bader when Jones made his climb to the top. He took Bader out for the title shot, and then they said, uh, Shogun Hua, let's do it. And that's mm-hmm. what, what become the great John Jones. So, yep. but yeah, the fighter pay thing. Who knew John Jones in 2020 would be threatening Bellator and leaving and gone for good for two years? So, yeah, I don't hey, buy if, it. Yeah, if 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 Scott huh. throws in that money to John, and John says "fuck it," here's my belt, USC. I'm gonna go make me some, you know, some real money. Plus, yeah. on top of that, getting that sponsor pay. Shit, bro. Bellator is going to be like the most watched uh, card of the night when you see uh, John Jones fighting against uh, Bader. All those fights are easy fights that he's not, you know what I mean? Okay, they're easy fights. fights. Like major confidence. Well, not knocking any of the town in Bellator, but John Jones, man, he's going in there in the extreme confidence. He could probably go in there off of cocaine binge for two weeks and probably (laughs) smash anybody. He's done it to fucking DC. I mean, come on now. Real talk. Like, we're not bashing the guy. John's earned his negative publicity and positive, but I always like to see John doing good things. And apparently from the last time we spoke about him and his Twitter and Instagram, he wants to make good things happen and change that shit up. So fucking do it, John. Jeez, sign Hell the yeah. contract. Dominic Reyes remit, re, rematch or you do the fucking uh, – Bellator. Yeah, well, the Jan Blockwitz fight is there. Or Jan Blockwitz, new, yeah. That's a, a good fight thing. right there a new contender i mean john's not going to do any good sitting at home so i think well we're going to hear something real soon about john jones so we consistently yeah. been talking about him and it's going to happen it's, it's probably going to be announced during uh the ufc fight island probably huh. no. and and you know like he he knows regardless he's still a draw and that's why he can mention whatever he wants and he's going to up anybody any of these other people's values that he goes to. All you about know, the so, money. Yeah. So, I mean, and like, and I, the best thing I liked was what you said was that he can probably make more money with getting all them sponsors. He could walk back mm-hmm. out with the fight with his own fight t shirt and banner on. Gatorade yep. I mean, and everything. Yep. Everybody would be, know. everybody would be salivating at the mouth to know they can put something <laughs> Dude, on his you, ass. Bro, these and, people will be ringing that phone. Knocking on his fucking door. I will yeah. pay you fucking $300,000 if you put my logo on your shorts. Yep. Yearly. Some, Yearly. Yeah. A year. Yeah. Year. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's just Here's one. Here's $300,000. That's just Gatorade. Yeah, that's just Gatorade. Yeah, that, that's not including the, the smoke shops, the bars, the strip clubs, Etc. You know, I mean, there you go. Like. And, and you know what's funny? You know what's funny? Here's the best part. Here's the best part. He goes to Bellator. He's gonna pass every drug test. Oh. <laughs> never flagging for one. Never, but, yeah. never. He they're gonna be like, man, he's the cleanest he's ever been. Nah, you motherfuckers. <laughs> nah. Fucking with them deaths. Y'all are fighting <laughs> on the reservations. That's oh, why yeah. you're not getting drug tested. International waters. International there you go. <laughs> I know that's another thing too, Arlo. Interesting because we talked about it uh, with the apex or like the pandemic mm-hmm. effect. Like we have not heard one thing about um, USADA violations. 
we heard about the gal, the Hawaiian girl, like I was from an old thing. I don't know if she smoked weed or whatever it was, but we haven't really heard. Like, you remember how consistent these USADA things mm -hmm. were with high my, my email guys. will get was blowing up yeah. with USADA sending me all the violations <laughs> that UFC fighters were, were getting. Now mm -hmm. I'm getting like one or two here and there, you know, about <laughs> other stuff. It's not nobody yet. But it has nothing to be nobody from the <laughs> UFC. <laughs> yeah. They, oh. They're just they're just they're just throwing up those flags for you so that way you can still say, Oh well they're busting people. Oh, but who yeah. are those? Who yeah. are, those who are they? Yeah, yeah. That, I mean they 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 know. They know too, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And speaking of money, too, I want to mention the, a nemesis of John Jones, where a lot of people have been saying it's the next Ultimate Fighter coaches, the Adesanya, Paulo Costa, another fight that everybody's looking forward to. But apparently it's fake news. But, I mean, I heard that the fight is possibly going to headline UFC 251 underneath uh, Stipe and DC. Uh, they just got to sign the contract because the money's right there. That's a good card. But the Ultimate Fighter thing, I think their coach, um, Volkanovski's coach, Hooker's coach, uh, Adesanya, said that the Ultimate Fighter would only delay, you know, the process of the fight. It wouldn't happen as quickly as they wanted. And the money, why it wouldn't be good for them monetarily. So it's all about the money now. And I think yep. uh, we'll probably hear about Adesanya and Paulo Costa as the co-headline of UFC 251 mm -hmm. is what I heard. And you, and you know, 252, 251 is Usman. Oh, sorry, two, two, 252. There you go, Rudy, the profit right on the money. The no. profit. <laughs> and, and you know, sorry. you know, we kind we kind of called this back when back when the pandemic started, when everything was shut down, that they're going to throw on some damn good fights mm -hmm. when it comes back. We we called that because we said they're going to need to pump as much ratings and as much cash as they can pull through. So yeah, I mean, I, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying the Me hell too. out of this. Like, like you know, you know, I'm not the biggest MMA fan. I can just talk fights. I know I understand fighting, and like I, I really enjoyed everything that I watched so far out of the Apex. But I also enjoy a small, a smaller cage or a smaller ring, whichever, whichever, whichever is going down because it just make it makes for an interesting fights. So yeah. <laughs> And you know what, too? It's another angle to look at this where Dana White is smiling ear to ear no matter what. I mean, he hates somebody after every card. He's pissed. They're probably yeah. losing money. Hey, the 2020 Olympics aren't happening, but Dana White has fucking Fight Island going down next week. Title fights. Like, it's going to be a show. It's going to be great. I mean, yeah. He has that. I mean, imagine that feeling he has. You know what I mean? Because nobody's putting on shows right now. No. No, and he's gonna be so pissed off when they all go the distance, or Doctor Stop it, <laughs> or when Keith Peterson stops the Usman fucking uh, Burns fight in the first round. Premature stoppage. You know? Premature stoppage. Yeah, due so. to a cut. <laughs> oh man, oh, I like. But yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a very awesome card, man. It was a good night yeah, of fights. I mean, it, it it was awesome. I'm gonna throw out here the fight of the night was to Dustin Poirier versus Dan Hooker. Performances of the night was awarded to Julian Rosa and Kay Hansen. Well deserved, so, Hansen. Well deserved, sure. man. Yeah, well deserved on those two, uh, especially for Kay, man. The way she finished that fight. Yeah. She's the next Ronda Rousey, low-key, incoming. Watch out. Hey, I mean, 
Jinyu Frey, we were we were talking high on her for this fight. I mean, both of them yeah. coming in for their UFC debut, but Kay Hansen just came in and just uh, shut all that down, man. Future champion Rousey, you heard it here. Fight book MMA <laughs> sitting ringside. Three years in the future. Three years three from years. now, she's going to be yes, she is going to be the next champ. <laughs> Youngest champion ever. No, I'm just kidding. I don't want to <laughs> Right on, guys. Well, UFC 251 is going to be in two weeks, so we'll be able to touch more on that on our next show. Um, yeah. And we'll be able to be talking to uh, Kama Worthy as well, and we'll be talking to him about his fight against uh, Luis Pena. But let's switch mm. gears, guys. Boxing. Iron plates. The latest, the latest news, the latest rumors of Deontay Wilder's head caved in that uh, his brother said that after an autopsy, autopsy. Yeah, he died. He died after an, after an autopsy. They found out that Deontay Wilder was hit by a by a blunt metal or some kind of metal blunt object. Yeah, it was a blunt object. It wasn't done from a hand or from a glove. But some for some miracle, they were able to uh, revive Deontay Wilder after that autopsy, and he got resurrected. The hands of God touched him, and now he's here talking and telling us everything what's going on. Man, it's four um, I think I think his brothers got uh, a little bit of CTE going on right there because uh, to be saying that it was after an autopsy. <laughs> I was like, what like, the fuck, bro? If, if you're going to make these outlandish, you know, uh, statements, you should at least get the terminology right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, like he says, he says he had a dent in his head. If you get your head dented, that don't undent. Let's be honest. You ain't got to be a rocket scientist to figure out. It'll get undented, but you're going to have a fucking metal plate. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to have to have some kind of serious structural surgery to get that, you know, to pull that, you know, to get that dent not visible. And I'm like, I didn't see no dent. You know what it was? (laughs) It was that helmet he wore in. It was too heavy. It just dented his head. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Kind of like babies. Kind of like babies when their skulls are still soft. Yeah, it's it's still soft. He still has soft spots on his skull. That's what it is. Yeah, he still has soft spots. No, I'm I'm calling a a damn good tape job on the hand of fucking Tyson Fury, who's already like 6'10", who's a bruiser, and just fucking busted his head up. And that's just what happened. I mean. And here's the thing. You know, you know when you're, you know when you're getting hit by a hand, and when you're getting hit by something else, in the in the midst of a fight, and then the next thing is when you get your hands taped up, the uh, uh, commission checks your gloves, they check your wraps, they check your. Dude, it, it, they're it, right there in front of mm-hmm. the fucking cub man or whoever's wrapping their hands right there looking at from start to finish so they can put yeah. their signature on there. And you send in one of your cornermans or uh, trainers to, to check go it. in to check it, to watch yep. it. Yep. 
Yep. So he, they seen everything that went on. You can't uncut the tape and then slide something in because it, it's all marked. The commission it's already marked. Your you, exactly. Your if you look at that glove, yes. Mm -hmm. and, and people were talking about the glove looking like it slipped. Do you see, like the first fight, it looked real soft at the end and it, it folded and looked like Fury's hand was sliding out the glove. That could have been a shitty fucking job on the glove. Like when they when they tighten it or on the tape job. I mean mm -hmm. there's a the only guy that things. would know there's one guy that would know that could clarify and make sense of all this. Robert, you need to hit him up. Jacob Duran. Jacob Duran Stitch Duran. Right yeah man. Yeah. I'm right going there. to call him. I'm going yeah. to call him and I'm going to say we need you on the show. Yeah, I mean, and I'm like, there's just, God, and you know, there's different ways that you can tape a hand and make it feel like concrete. There's also different ways you can tape that glove up to make it feel like a cinder block. I mean, and, and that's that's where I'm looking at, and I'm like, okay, what what's the first excuse? His his gear was too heavy; it, it messed his legs mm -hmm. up. And this is excuse nineteen. This we're on excuse number nineteen. Exactly, I'm uh, counting them. <laughs> yeah, I guarantee it. So, so we had the 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 first excuse that the, that the gear was too heavy. We had the first excuse the gear was too heavy. Then we had the second excuse that his corner threw in the towel too early. Then we had the excuse that his cornerman was in on it with the other corner. Mm. Uh, that they were it was a big conspiracy against him. Where's the music, Rudy? Yeah, we need the unsolved mystery <laughs> music. Then, then yeah. there was the uh, uh, the there's one more before this one. There's like five excuses he's made in the last less than <laughs> less than four months. Four months have gone by, almost five, and it's like every month he has a new excuse. Every month he has a new excuse, and. At what point do you just really shut up and let it go because no one cares? You got your ass beat. Mm -hmm. See, you got your ass beat and don't be fucking putting excuses up. What's next? What's next? Well, first I of mean, all, the, the autopsy should have been done the first fight because fucking Fury, <laughs> Fury died in the 10th round. And, 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 then he rose, and then he got resurrected. That's true. He, he didn't make an excuse at all. He came back and fucking said, this ain't a win. This is a straight draw. We're going to run it back. And, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was a good one, Dave. <laughs> hey, it's the truth. You know? It is. But I forgot that he got knocked down and he came up like he was a fucking undertaker. <laughs> Unbelievable. Me and Chris Cook were sitting in uh, <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings, and they didn't even have the uh, the fight going. Chris Cook and I, I don't know if Chris is listening right now, but we had the fight going there, and people were around us. Like, they should have paid us to watch the fucking fight. To watch but... the fight, yeah. Because <laughs> I think we bet, like, shots of, about it, like a Patron or something. I think I had Fury. I think he had Wilder, and I was like, all right, fuck it. It's a draw. We're both taking a shot, but... Good times. Uh, I think it was the weekend we covered a uh, double events in Albuquerque, Rob. So it was a hell of a time. Uh, things were normal then, I guess you could say. All right, all right. Now I'm gonna finish my rant here. That that storm's finally rolling in. Finally rolling. I'm surprised I didn't knock down my power yet either. But uh, yeah, it's it's probably getting close. I'm glad we're almost <laughs> at the end of the show. So anyway, yeah. I'm like I'm like every month he's coming up with a new excuse. This Deontay Wilder is. 
And like I said, at what point do you just say, dude, you know, I, I lost, you know, I'm like, mm-hmm. you got to, you got to accept that at some point, regardless of how you sugarcoat it to yourself to go on. But he's just making world-class excuses, world-class excuses. Mm-hmm. And, and there's this one takes the cake, man. I mean, very. he died. He, he yeah, died, he died. And, he an and, and they did an autopsy, you know, and, and now he's resurrected. So it's, and like, it's crazy. Yeah, like D. Rod said, he Tyson Fury didn't make a didn't make one one excuse in that twelfth round. Mm-hmm. And if you watch this uh, little documentary on it, Tyson Fury, they ask him, "Were were you knocked down?" He goes, "Yeah, I was knocked out." He just got his yeah. ass up, you know. He, had, he yeah. has a dog in him. He has a different dog in him, and and to me, what it is is Wilder's all butthurt because he got exposed. Yep. Yep. He, he got he got exposed, so he's trying to save. And I don't even know how you're. You can't even say he's trying to save face, because he. And then the worst thing is, is he'll say, "Oh, I don't make excuses," but he's made fifty. Oh my god, he's made fucking hundreds excuses. And he's an undefeated heavyweight too, though Arlo. So we know how it is. Like there's been, it's very rare to be undefeated at heavyweight. And uh, the fight with Fury, Fury didn't look good. I mean, he's. I mean, he's definitely like when he came into the second fight. Definitely changed uh, the motivation was there. The camp, the switch. Uh, you you've clarified that. Like he came in with the ground shirt, and you're like, holy shit, fucking yeah. That that that's, uh, that's business right there. So yeah. But uh, if Wilder was taking him lightly, I mean, the guy's a fucking bowling ball. He's a massive dude, uh, a well trained guy at that size. I mean, you can't. I mean, he looked as crispy as possible against Wilder, and you can't take nothing away from him. Wilder no. took that L, and if he wants to come back, I don't know how soon they, we will see these guys do it again. We will see it happen. But, yeah, this this excuse train is just getting out of hand. Though. The and, Denim, and it's getting uh, old. It's too it's much. Getting old. I swear, every three, I swear <laughs> every three weeks we're talking about an excuse. I swear mm-hmm. every three weeks we're talking about an excuse over here that's coming out of Deontay Wilder. Every every three weeks we're coming up with a new one. Hey, guess when, what I see, when I see you, Arlo, in our chat room, and I see the headline, Deontay Wilder, I'm like, oh, fuck, now what excuses? Now saying? what did he say? And when now we were talking earlier and you said, you got to read that article, I was like, all right. Dude, I was laughing my ass off, dude. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, what the hell? What's his brother get... talking about? His brother, yeah. he's... He needs to go on the Joe Rogan podcast. Damn it. Has he been on there? He needs to go on our Fury. Has he? Well, uh, uh, Wilder's been on there once, right? And Wilder, when Wilder was on the, when when Wilder was on the Rogan podcast, he talked about how he trained with a 70 pound vest on. That's how he trains all the time. And I'm like, but you can't walk out with a 70 pound, (laughs) you know, armor on. So I, I can't handle this, man. This dude lost more respect from me. And I love uh-huh. him. I love him. Me too. Wilder was, was my too. dude, dude. Because he went in there and knocked people. He said he was going to knock you out. Went in there and knocked you out. And then uh, went in there and knocked you out. And, you know, was was really kind of like what heavy, what I thought heavyweight boxing needed. Was, was an American, yeah. a, a brash you know, big talking, backing it up, heavyweight, and then this one blemish happens, and it's it's over. He just boom, crumbles, snapped, dude. Yeah. yeah, like he's done. It's like a switch just hit, and he's like, "What the fuck do I do now?" 
dude, own up to the yeah. loss, fight again, and win, and keep on going. Like I don't make real, excuses. I realistically, realistically think I don't think he needs to fight Fury right in a rematch. I don't think he needs to take that third Ooh. fight right out the gate. If he wants to fight him again, that's fine. But don't don't fight him next. Go get your confidence back because he has mm-hmm. none. He has none. If you're if you're if you're five months later and you're still making excuses, dog, you you're done mentally. Yep. Yeah, yeah, get it's a been that fight here too. Yeah, it's been quite a bit now. You know what I mean. So boxing, big level fights like that. I mean, I honestly, hopefully, this man right here is stepping in soon enough. We hear about that, and uh, hopefully, hear about mm-hmm. Wilder, man. I mean, hopefully, hear about him wanting to fight because the only way he can get out of this excuse train is get in there and fight and be the proven heavyweight champion that he was, a knockout artist. But against Fury, I don't know. It might be a little too soon. Uh, more yeah. excuses I, I hear. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm more. Uh, I'm more interested in Oscar De La Hoya coming back. Yeah, me too. Dude. <laughs> me Mike, too. Mike. I'm not. Or Mike. Or Mike. Mike. No. Mike Tyson yeah. started something that just fucking snowballed down the down a mountain with all these old guys thinking, "Oh, I got everybody thinks you got one more in them." Everybody. You know, did Did you know John Jones actually said he'd fight Mike Tyson, like in a, yes. a Twitter thing? You guys know that, right? Yeah, yeah. And, but he said, but he, but he wanted the rematch to be in a cage. Oh, uh-huh. did you read? Yeah, did you read uh-huh. that? Like he said, he would fight Mike. He, I'll see if I can find that article. He said he would fight Mike in in a boxing ring, but when they rematch, it had to be in an MMA, in in in, in the MMA rules in a cage. Uh, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know if I'd want to get hit by Mike with, but I don't want to get hit by Mike with boxing gloves. I let alone with a fucking MMA glove. <laughs> padding that's like this big. No, like Mike. Well, Mike well, has Mike, that. It, it, it would look like Mike against Lennox Lewis Jones. Look, you know what I mean, with the mm-hmm. reach and how big mm-hmm. he was. Like just mm-hmm. the massive, you know, long the mm-hmm. reach, like. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I would say I would say no, only because Lennox was a master boxer, man. That dude, that dude was something else. Uh, that dude was something else. And Jones, regardless MMA or boxing, he's still gonna do this to Mike. <laughs> and and Mike's gonna see that. Mike's gonna if if they if they ever fought, Mike's knocking him out in two rounds or less. And well, it's got to be soon, remix. man. They can't wait if, fucking five, no, six years down the line. No, Mike's, Mike's got to do something now. If he really wants to now, fight, he has to do yes. it now. Yes. But, but the thing is, if they rematch in, a, in an MMA, if, they, if this really happened, Jones getting knocked out in two. Boxing. <laughs> Jones fights and rematches him in MMA rules in a cage, which would be one of the biggest sales ever for a UFC or whoever he's with oh. the man. He could take that and make his own promotion and have him and Joe, him and Tyson fight for one night and make a hundred million dollars like Floyd Mayweather. They they could Easy they could time. split. They they could do the Mayweather McGregor and both walk away with a hundred mil. Speaking of McGregor, I think there's more chance of McGregor fighting Vince McMahon than there is Jones and Mike Tyson. Right oh, I, I agree too. I, I agree too. I'm just hypothetically speaking. But, no, but McGregor and Vince would be in a fucking. AEW or a WWE. Oh, it would be, it'd be, yeah, it'd be at their uh, NXT center over in Orlando. Hell in the Cell, Connor and uh, Vince McMahon. That's another prediction. 
But it, but if they ever rematch, if they ever rematched in the MMA rules in 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 a cage, Jones Jones would have to use his legs and just come out the oh, gate, yeah. knees knees front kicks, uh, kick the legs out of Mike, and that that's the only way he could beat him. Because if he thought he oh, and take him to the ground, because Mike wouldn't know what the fuck to do on the ground. Mike no. would probably bite him and freak out, and, <laughs> yeah. like, like like thumb his eyeball out. So he'd have to really watch Mike in there because Mike's gonna go hood. Mike's gonna go yeah, hood like, with him. Like Randy Couture yeah. when he took down Tony, he just went down like a tree, like nothing. Yep. You know what I mean? He didn't know what to do. He just sat there. He just sat there. James Tony just But that was the uh, dumbest fight ever, dude. Realistically, if I if, if I want and I told everybody, I said James Tony is the worst person to say, Oh, I'm gonna cross over to MMA. He had the worst, worst he had the worst yeah. stance for, yeah. for trying to go into MMA because he stands angled. At least Mike's a little more squared. Mm-hmm. You know, Mike's got He's a little bit more. This. Yeah, so Mike's Mike's got a little bit better stance to get in there and try to mix it up. But James just leaves that lead leg right out in front. <laughs> just wait. I'm surprised. What? I'm surprised he didn't get an ACL tear and Couture just kick him in the leg. You know, and blow that knee out. <laughs> and I was just, that's what I was seriously waiting on. You know, and I was and Gosh, like Randy threw like two jabs. Still can't believe Randy it happened. Threw, like, yeah, great. Nobody can. Yeah, I can't <laughs> believe it. Like, I, I don't know what the next freak show fight is, but somehow, some way, there's going to be some weird fucking matchup where it's Connor versus somebody or mm. Nate and Connor. Connor versus De La Hoya. Yeah, some uh, shit like that. I, I might bet, I, that, I, that <laughs> might be what they're doing, dude. I can see that. Because you uh, remember, they, remember, do you remember he mouthed Oscar? Mm-hmm. Before the before the Mayweather thing, he when he was just trying to get a boxing match, he he popped off about Oscar De La Hoya, and Oscar De La Hoya even popped off back about Conor McGregor. So this could be a fucking three years in the making fight, you know. While this Oscar could have been the- a fight. Uh, Oscar and me and uh, uh, McGregor could have already been in the talks while the Mayweather McGregor was happening. Absolutely. Absolutely, because I'll tell you what, an old uh, Oscar's 47 years old. Oscar's 47. Connor's style would fit way better against someone like De La Hoya. Mm-hmm. Uh, because to me, that, that Floyd was just a shit show. They were just doing that for money. Mm-hmm. But if he, if he really want to get some, some to be legitimate and get some extreme credibility in the boxing world, 47-year-old De La Hoya that's going to fight him more traditional, that's that's right up his alley. That's what he needs. He needs someone that's going to stand there and bang with him. And Oscar ain't fought in, fuck, 10 years? Yeah. I, I mean, think before, before it's all said and done, I think we need to see Dana White box somebody or fight someone in the fucking cage. I don't know who it'll be, but Dana will fight. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I'll tell you what, though I I do like how UFC was thinking about getting into boxing. Uh, it's still it's still it's still a possibility. Yeah, there, there's like still that, that possibility to have uh, UFC boxing. Yeah, I, I like how they were talking about that, only because they really know how to promote. But they got to pay them, though. They know they ain't paying shit. Oh, right man. Here's the difference. Boxing don't work like UFC. 
So they're stepping, they're, they're become boxing promoters. They're not becoming UFC boxing. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, it's not going to be, you're fighting for UFC boxing. No, you're fighting for boxing. We're just promoting it. So that, that's the difference. That's the difference in the, in the boxing world compared to fighting in the MMA world. Right. Cause yeah. it would be like something called like uh, Dana White's promotions or something yeah. like that. Or it'd yeah. be UFC promotions. It'd be or UFC promotions. Yeah. yeah. It, it'd be, it'd be something in that area because, if 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 you got the WBC belt, like that's why they have unified titles. You know right. what I mean? You, you mm -hmm. don't unify MMA. You're either the you're either the UFC champion or you're the Bellator, Bellator or Brave yeah. or Rising. That's, yeah, that's why. And I love MMA. I love fighting. But that's why I never consider those guys world champions. They're UFC champions because they don't they don't go to the world and and you know, fight everybody in the world. You, if you get signed to UFC, okay, then you get to fight that dude. But if you don't, then, then you're just, you're just there. You're, you're the best. Yeah, Cause you can have, you can have a top rank champ that has a WWC or whatever belt. Mm -hmm. And if they're going to unify it, then they can actually get a promotion or, you know, another promoter from like golden boy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and, and yeah. Then, then, Put those two champs to, to fight mm -hmm. and unify the belt, and then that's when you become the true champ. Yep. Yeah, you might be assigned to top rank, but ultimately you got to fight and unify those belts. Yep. MMA, that's not something you do. You just don't no. do that. Because if, if that was the case, then these fighters would be making some buku money. And a lot of these promotions, a lot of these promotions wouldn't be, uh, you know, headbutting and um that they'll be you know trying to figure out okay so who's going to be the next champ who yep. are we going to unify the belt all right your champ against our champ and let's unify the belt to be that one champ for that specific weight class yep and the thing about the boxing and that that's a big topic right now in ufc is ufc if they did ufc promotions as far as boxing goes they wouldn't make as much money as they do for you as they do just you and ufc mma because boxing payouts way different than mm -hmm. than your than your MMA payout. You know what I mean? Like the UFC wouldn't get as much from that. You, you're gonna you if UFC gets into boxing, you're gonna see most of those guys stay that dropped about contracts and money and switch it over to the boxing side because they'll, Fuck they'll, yeah. they'll, they'll regardless of how good or bad their boxing is, those names will generate two damn good paydays. Two. Mm -hmm. Two, because Conor McGregor still has one payday in boxing left in it. Now, if you win, okay, sky's the limit. You know, if, if you win and you beat a legit boxer, sky's the limit on your paydays after that because then you can start calling out who you want, bringing in who you want. But they all got it. All the names got at least two paydays. Masvidal will have two damn good paydays. Uh, Conor still has one more payday. Uh, John Jones, Nate Diaz, fuck yeah, the Diaz. Nate Diaz because would have a good fucking yeah, he, and his brother. Yep. Even though because the UFC's kind of fucked them, like in the prime of their careers, <laughs> like I mean, as far as the MMA side, but yeah, in boxing, if they decide to go that route, who doesn't want to see the Diaz brothers box somebody up? I Absolutely. guarantee you, Nick Diaz, Nick Diaz reappears out of nowhere mm -hmm. and is boxing somebody. But, so, but but I'll tell you though, the only thing that's gonna hurt the Diaz boys is. Is, is is the straight hands and straight head trauma of boxing because they got a bunch of scar tissue already in their face. Yeah, like, yep. that's the big, that's the biggest thing that that, that I mean, 
I would still watch him fight anybody, but they they would be the they would be the remake of Arturo Gotti and face just split open every time they fought <laughs> and just but eyebrows hanging off their face. That's, and that's uh, I, I would love to see him get in there. But again, you you can hide that in boxing. You don't get to hide. And I don't mean to make one sound better than the other, but in MMA, you don't get to hide that because you've got different strikes. I can get hit with a forearm, an elbow. I can throw Mm -hmm. my shoulder into a dude's face when I got him, you know, clenched up or whatever, uh, tie clench, anything. You you don't get to cover those knickknacks as much. And in just straight boxing, I can cover my eyes, bam, 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 bam. And just the gloves are a lot bigger too. Yeah. And the, like you said, yeah, the gloves are a lot bigger. And so I can cover this, boom, boom, and absorb it a little more and, and protect those injuries. Now, would they? I don't know. I'd love to coach them for a boxing match because that's what I would focus on. Mm-hmm. Like, like I, I would focus on, like, if I ever got a chance, and UFC did go into promotions for boxing, and I got a chance with the Diaz, first thing I'm going to do is focus on those boys' uh, cardio because they're phenomenal. They got great cardio. Them dudes are always in shape. They're they're they they got freaking cardio for days. So what I would do is focus on that and make the fight prolonged so I can cover my face up. You know what I mean? Not go out mm-hmm. there and try to kill somebody because if I kill somebody, I'm leaving my I'm leaving that open to, to for someone to take advantage of. But I think we're running out of time, fellas. We're five over. Oh. <laughs> this is a this is a good topic, man. I'm like getting into yeah. it right oh, now. Oh, dude, I, I could go. I could go all night. Oh, we got another thirty like, minutes. Shit. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, could go, I could go all night. Who who UFC well, box? We, we gotta I mean? we gotta continue this subject uh, next uh, next Thursday. Absolutely. Yeah, and I'll, gotta, tell we, what, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. We next week because we're we're ending on a on a good topic. Let's pick who we would like to see top five, uh, top five all divisions. Who we like to see crossover that we think would have uh, possibilities, either or. Now, crossover just the UFC fighters, or does it matter what promotion? Uh, crossover uh, any any, any promotion, probably, probably probably UFC because that's the, really the only one that's talking about being in doing boxing. boxing. Okay, yeah, because we've seen you know, uh, and if you want to, we can cross over both sides. Mix five, there'll be oh. 10 fighters total, 10 that you would think that we could think in one side of boxing that might have a chance of crossing over in, into an MMA fight and five five fighters from the UFC. You know what I mean? Okay. Because that's that's simple, man. We've, we, we've already talked about the Diaz, so realistically, we only got three left. In. Three left. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, unless you can think of someone else good and be like, hey, man, because I'd love to see someone like Nganu that's just got ungodly power. Oh, play it. Fucking put him against take Wilder. Out. He would yeah. take Wilder out. Yeah. Hell I, I yeah. Think, I think so too. The, because <laughs> Wilder would now for sure will come out of the fucking ring with a dent in his head. Absolutely. And we're gonna talk about that next week because I got tons I could already just start going off at. But uh so we'll yeah. cover that up. Berto, give the final shout outs here. Right on. Well, everybody that's watching, thank you so much for hanging out with us and uh to the people that are listening to um as well. Shout out to Fight TV, Pandora, iHeart, everybody that's uh, you know that where we they can find our uh, show. Go to fightbookmma.com. You can find all the latest and greatest news there, from wrestling to health and fitness to MMA, Muay Thai, kickboxing. We got it all. Um, head out there, check it out, and uh, go to our YouTube channel, 
please subscribe to our YouTube channel. We really, really would love to get to a thousand subscribers. That way we can start doing some badass giveaways. Might get a uh, shirt like this, a hat like this. I got backpacks. We got it all. Um, Shout out to uh, Ross Marquis for pumping out the articles and fight bookings. There's tons of them every day. Follow that yes. cat and everything that's going on that he's putting out, putting in that work and steady progress. Yep. And that's how we do it at Fight Book. Hell yeah, man. And like I said, today was the premiere for uh, us to be. Uh, this is actually the first show to be added on to Pandora. Mm -hmm. um, all our other shows have already been loaded up, but this is the official show that will be starting that uh, process with uh, Pandora. So um, you can find that also on uh, the website. Um, other than that, Arlo, close out the show, brother. Boom. All right, like we always do about this time, you know, I, I keep stressing every week since since it started that everyone still needs to take proper precautions with this COVID-19 mess. Uh, it's not over. Obviously, you see spikes in everybody, every everybody's state since the reopens. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with reopening as long as we just take proper precautions. So I'm always going to keep keep stressing that. Wear your mask, wash your hands. Uh you know, keep reading those C, uh, uh, disease, you know, what, what's, what's the acronym CDC. for the CDC? The CDC. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, follow those guidelines from them. Just like I always say, be prepared, not scared. Don't under, under, underplay this thing. You know, don't, it, it's real folks. It's real. Uh, like we always say, be prepared, not scared. Like we always do about this time when you want the best seat in the house, there's only one place to be, baby. That's sitting with the four horsemen of uh, combat sports every Thursday, sitting ringside with your boys. Holla, we out.